Welcome to another episode of Dungeons and Degrees. My name's Adrian. And I'm Alex. And we have a special guest. Yeah. Special guest. <laughs> a special geese. <laughs> a special, special geese. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yeah. Special geese. Go ahead and uh, introduce yourself. I am John Hazelwood. I'm a person. <laughs> well, you're much well, more than a, a person. <laughs> yeah, not a goose. A person. We have to restart this whole thing. I thought you were a goose. Oops. You might be a silly goose, though. We'll find out. Do I need to? Do I need to honk? <laughs> you know, for RP reasons, yeah, sure. Okay, I'll just surprise you with it later, though. I like oh, that. No. Uh, interrupting <laughs> do goose. Not like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, but yeah, uh, you DM, correct? Or play? I do. Or just? I, I. Well, I have at the moment, which is more than I can really do. I have three games going on weekly. Uh, I DM one of them, and I play in two more. Although the one I play on Saturday, I'm like a uh, a special guest NPC that's been there for sort of an extended amount of time. But I'm not like really in the party, but I'm in the party, but I'm not really in it. But that's been going on for a couple of months. And so, yeah, I, I do that. Other than that, I'm a stay-at-home dad and working on writing a novel based on the campaign that I homebrewed that I'm running. Nice. That's uh, that's that's slow going. Uh, it'll be a while, but uh, that's uh, that's an effort of mine. And uh, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Went uh, to college with Alex. Oh, yeah. wait, did we all go to tech uh, then? Wait, we did you all go went to tech? tech. Oh, we okay, all went cool. to tech. Reckham. Awesome. Reckham tech. First time. They should have yeah. won that last game. All I gotta say, <laughs> I didn't watch it. I, <laughs> I, I have the the two children, five and two and a half, and it, since for about five years, I have not been able to watch much football. And really, honestly, though, I I sort of was, I was really hurt and upset with the whole leech situation. And since that happened. I just sort of stopped caring, but it was cool that he won that one, or almost won that one, or won that one. I don't remember. I think he won he it, right? He won. He won. Yes. It. And then his comments after the game were phenomenal, and I have to pull it up because I cannot remember the exact quote. <laughs> I actually don't uh, know what you're referencing, so I'm about to find out now. <laughs> oh, Mike Leach, or that he yeah, won the Mike Leach thing. I was not so a quite. I'm not. I'm not a so sports boy. Four years younger than I am. You don't play sports ball. You're not. <laughs> you're not in the sports ball. No, I am. Oh, so you were at Tech when they were bad. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, really, we were. We were just there when they were actually somewhat decent. Yeah. So. Like he was there in the Tommy Tuberville era. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, I was there for like six years on and off. So I mean, I got a little bit of the good, but not all the good. Not Mike Leach good though. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, that's cool. Did you, how did you start? You know, playing Dungeons and Dragons. Well, yeah, actually, I uh, I've only been playing for, shoot, I guess it's a year and a half now, maybe almost two years. But I I moved from Virginia, went to Texas Tech for college, then went back to Virginia, and then after marrying my wife, she got a job working for AT&T and so we moved back to Texas and 
my one of my best friends from tech uh, also lives here. His name's Matt. And he very like it's funny because it's like you probably are familiar with very cautiously that maybe you might want to play this game that you might have previously had some stereotypes about. Go ahead. The Mike Leach quote is, there's a lot of ghosts in the stadium. We played LSU because New England, Green Bay, and the Chiefs had someone scheduled. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. For their win that sounds like Saturday or whatever, their LSU win. So. so it's like the first time since like 70-something that the the returning national champion lost their first game and Leach beat them. I think I'm was here. it was uh, 44 to 34. Mississippi. Yeah. 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 Of course, then there's a the whole, you know, like we're playing in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Contact sports, you know. Yeah. So who's all really 100%? Who's the anyway, real winner here? But, None of yeah. us. None of us. But anyway, back to the, the D&D. Um, so my friend was all hesitant and like, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, I think you would really like it. I think it would be cool. It's Dungeons and Dragons. And I was just like, what? That nerdy thing that everybody made fun of other people for playing back in the day. And I never got a chance to. And, but then he was telling me about it. I was like, okay, yeah, I would absolutely love playing this. And then I, I ended up playing it and actually he said something about it and then randomly my wife suggested that i look into maybe playing it and doing something and a lot of that came from the fact that we moved here from virginia i am a musician and i was gigging all the time in virginia like two or three gigs a, a week and that was going really well and then moved here was an at-home dad dallas is a whole other like monster as far as like trying to play music like there's live music and stuff but moving here not knowing anybody and trying to like get in a group that you could play with and uh, like i i found a group that i could play with eventually but would pay more to rent out a practice space than i would make in the gig in a month nice. and it's just like eh, i i really want to do this but it's not but anyway the Long story short, it's that I was having issues finding some way of having a creative outlet and interacting with people because um, it's also really isolating. I was feeling this isolation pressure before the pandemic being a stay-at-home dad because it's it, that's not a whole lot of fun for me. You go to the playground and there's all the moms and stuff don't want to talk to you because you're creepy because you're a dude. Um, and I get it. I understand why that's the case, but same time kind of sucks for me and my kids because we don't get the play dates that everybody else gets and you know it was i was feeling pretty down and not doing anything creative and that just between one of my best friends and my wife bringing it up i was like okay i'll i'll check it out and i started playing with matt and he was dming it and i wrote him like four pages of backstory because I got real into it. Nice. Um, and it was this like super elaborate thing. And I didn't know that that wasn't what you did. I just thought it was cool and put a whole bunch of stuff together and gave it to him, make up a story. And 
Um, eventually that game fizzled out because oh. um, of scheduling issues or whatever. Um, but since that point, I joined like a dad's group and then turned out that one of the dads there ran a game with the other dads and he invited me and was like, you know, I really want to play, but this other group's not playing so much. Here's this four page backstory that I wrote. <laughs> Uh, he's like, dude, you have to play him in my game. You have to come and bring him in that sort of thing. So I did that and eventually got to where, um, so th I think this is another one of my uh, symptoms of ADHD where I just talk a lot and I have a hard time slowing, like not inter injecting myself into the scenario when I'm playing and found that. I, when I got the guts to like, no, I don't really know a whole lot of this, but I'm going to try to DM for some of my buddies from college. And I know that they'll be, you know, they, I, I wouldn't say they'd be forgiving, <laughs> but they wouldn't have a bad time if I was terrible at it. Um, it's a safe and, space. Yeah. Yeah. More or less, you know, yeah, they'll yeah, give I, you shit, but you, I'll, it's shit you yeah, can I'll, get, handle. I'll get shit for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, doing that, then I realized, oh, this is great. When you're a DM, you don't have to shut up. You just talk the whole time. <laughs> and you can do it from different perspectives and different funky voices if you want to and all of these things. And and I just really got to love that. And once I got into that, then I was just like, let's do more world building for this. And then I, everybody was liking what was happening in our game. And I was like, I really like what's happening. I kind of want to write this down like a story. And then, so then now I'm starting to write a novel, but we'll see what happens with that. And yeah, it's just been a whole lot of fun. And I, I dove in, I dove into it pretty fast because it was, it's one of these things that I could be super creative, but I didn't have to have everybody else doing it with me right now, but I get feedback once a week on how, I was doing with it and with the understanding that they're creating the story too. I'm not giving them a novel. You know, there's that whole conversation about running a game for people as a DMs railroad and sandbox and all that. And well aware that I was super afraid of just railroading everybody early on to the point that I made it like too sandboxy and nobody knew what to do. And that was the whole learning experience of just diving in and just doing it and you figure it out. And uh, I just loved it, and I was hanging out with my best friends and been doing it and will be doing it for the foreseeable future. Though I'm probably going to tone it back to just playing in one and running one for a little while because life be cray. For real, for real. No. That's crazy. I can't even, like, hearing you talk that this is the first time you've played D&D, &D, like, knowing you in college, I would have assumed that that was a thing that happened because dude you know I, Justin. We have, yeah all of us so we all have just recently started playing and we are pissed off that we did not know about this game about playing this game in college because that would have been so awesome back when we yeah. didn't care about anything else you know because we were all the best of students <laughs> hey me but, too yeah rather than sitting up and like, I remember there was one night that I went over to Justin and Ryan's apartment, and rather than writing, like, a research paper that was due in a couple of days, I just played God of War for, like, 24 hours and just played it all the way through. It was the only game I've ever started and finished 
because I've, I've never been a big like video gamer um gotcha and gotcha. this was theirs and i just said i was like i'm going to do this and just did it i don't know why but i just did it but it would have been a whole lot more fun if we were sitting there around a table playing D. I can absolutely imagine that my college experience would have been 100% different, like the tail end of it, if mm-hmm. we all played Dungeons and Dragons. Like, Oh my god. Like right after... So, okay, Adrian, let me, let me frame this for you. This This was like the people for the first two years of my college, like these were my people. So if I get nostalgic about college, it's not anything else except for them and like they're the group that introduced me to firefly like wow i know i remember going over to your apartment and watching the first episode and being like oh my god this is it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then binging it all and being like okay where's more and they're yeah and three days later then we're (laughs) mad because it's over yep and so like i just can't that's i think that's just so funny that that was a and not a thing. And I ended up playing like after y'all left because I started going to Hatters and then playing Pathfinder with a couple, a new group of friends. But, you know, the same group that's still, well, still sitting in the like foyer area of the student union. Like mm-hmm. that was still my spot even after everyone left. And that new group of people that came, that's who I played in, or, uh, Pathfinder with. And like, but yeah, Adrian, this is like, John, for me, brings back so many, like, warm memories that I just, I'm about to cry right now because I'm talking about Aww. this. I'm going to stop. <laughs> ha, feelings. <laughs> they're, they're the best times for me, too. We had a really good group. Uh, not to sit here and try to make you cry more, but we had a really good group of people. Do uh, it. Do it. It's good and content. Most, <laughs> the funny, funny thing is that most of us were, like, it was the going band that brought us all together to start with. <laughs> it was. Um, and most of it was the saxophone section of the going band because <laughs> like 95% of us played saxophone. You're um, right. I forgot. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody George, Justin, Ryan, Michael, and me, and Jack all oh played saxophone. God. That's a whole other thing. I know. I. <laughs> Yeah, I'll podcast. I I, I won't do that on podcast. Yeah, <laughs> um, cool guy. Cool uh, And and then Matt played trombone. You were in color guard. Jana did color. No, she was piccolo. Piccolo. Yeah, Lindsay was color guard, right? No, she was piccolo too. She's piccolo. Yep. I think it was saxophones and piccolos and was, yeah. a couple color guards. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was like from the first day of going of band camp, we like sat together in the sub and then we had lunch in the sub from then on until we all left basically. And that was it. Yep. It was the one spot. So Adrian, like I have one spot in the sub, but that's where like, even if I were to go back now, that would be where I would want to sit. Like just instinctually. Like that's the only place I had lunch. We're in the sub. On my off period. That's the only spot. Well, it's right outside the music building in the sub. Oh, is, is yeah. that like like, like corner right. by the hallway? And the Allen, huh? like right outside of the Allen Theater. Okay, okay, I'm feeling, I'm feeling it. Uh, of course, I'm having to remember because they remodeled it while I was there. Yes. 
they remodeled the set. Of course they did. There's no way it's the same furniture. That would be gross. (laughs) (laughs) I just remember napping on those couches sometimes. Well, that was because they were new. That's true. They were new. (laughs) Uh, Although, I guess in college, you nap almost anywhere. It's somewhat soft. Oh, man. You you try your best. Yeah. Anywhere. And it didn't even matter. Anywhere I could sleep, I'd fall asleep. But yeah, so I mean, it was it was great, and we everybody there was like the fun nerds. I mean, Justin was the nerd. Justin we called was him, super nerd. We is still called him nerd. We called him nerd. Like that was his name. <laughs> and he um, didn't even like bring you into D anD D. He wasn't that nerd. He, he didn't was, play. Was he hadn't played. He knows. Oh. He I started playing before it. he did. He played WoW. <laughs> oh. They were, a, all, they were all wowers. Uh, but Justin was the one who, at some point, literally uh, tried to reverse his sleep schedule. <laughs> Famously goes well all the time. Yeah. And I think, I, I don't remember how, I feel like it was a week, maybe two weeks, that he managed to do some of that. Yeah, we Like I said, we were all wonderful students in college. We just didn't really go to class so much. I mean, it, but it was everybody like the engineers. Uh, Justin started as a music major, but then switched to computer science. Uh, I was a music major. I was nursing and then switched over. Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, even that you were a monumental part in, in me making that decision and, and looking at going into education. I mean, education's cool. I know, but this is your fault. <laughs> what? <You know? laughs> Sorry, you're welcome. I don't know. I uh, guess she accepts it. It's funny. That, I mean, that that makes me feel good because my education experience at Tech didn't go well. Yeah. So I found out, Adrian, I, I found out that I had ADHD sort of at the end. That's why I left Tech. I, le- I was at Tech for four and a half years and left without a degree. And it was in that last semester that I saw somebody found out I had ADHD. And when I got back to Virginia, got officially diagnosed and got medication. Gotcha. Leading up to that, the head of the music department education, the music education department at tech had a conversation where she said, you need to pick another major because clearly you don't want to do this, which was the farthest thing from the truth for me. Absolutely. And that caused such cognitive dissonance for me that I just like was, like I, there's so much about tech that was the best time of my life, but that was probably one of the worst times in my life. Uh, after having that told to me, and and I recognize now that she was really old and stupid, and not aware of like neurodiversity and not aware of any of these things because you know it's fairly recent. This was still like what ten? It's like ten years ago. It's eleven years ago that I left. I left in '09, and so. It's one of those mixed feeling things, mixed bag, as far as when I think about tech. But I like to think about the friends and all that sort of thing. Though it wasn't intelligent as far as, you know, my student loan debt and you know, <laughs> everything that you're supposed to be doing in college. That was not responsible of me. But I certainly learned. I just didn't do the shit they wanted me to do for grades. Yeah. And... That was always the hardest thing for me, and I didn't get any real coaching until it was too late for me, really. 
I mean, at least you got it kind of thing, you know? Because, like, sometimes people just don't ever find that out about themselves. Oh, yeah. It's good that you got something. And, yeah, it's too late then, but at least it happened. For sure. And, I mean, I wouldn't, except for the student loan debt, I wouldn't change anything at this point. (laughs) I I would have changed maybe some of my financial decisions. (laughs) Because Alex well, I knows like, exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, when I was at this really low point in my life, going through all this at school, that's that's when I did the what is now known as a typical ADHD symptom of spending money to feel better. <laughs> I did that way too much, and my friends were like, "I got some stuff to do." It's like, "Okay, well, what if I buy you dinner?" And yeah. I'm just like, like I did things that were just like I just want us to feel I I need to feel better right now and that's how I did it and it was I'm still paying for it and will be paying for it for a long time but it's uh you know other than that I wouldn't change anything cuz it it was a it was a great experience and I learned a lot from it I went on to just just so that I still am eligible for the podcast. I, I did go back and get my degree. I did finish. I just finished at a small liberal arts school in Virginia, Bridgewater College, which was amazing for me. And I should have gone to a small liberal arts college initially if I were to have done things right. But then I wouldn't have met all these amazing people and had these great times. And And then who knows if Alex would have ever switched majors. I would still have been struggling and I probably would have dropped out. I probably would have, I would have been done. And then, you know, the thing is you move back to the town that I grew, I grew up in. And a lot of those people are either on some sort of illicit drugs or they're pregnant and thinking that they're having a good time. So, (laughs) you know, you, you prevent it. I mean, all of that. And that's like hearing that, and I knew something was going on and hearing that like hurts my heart because I know how much I was struggling at the time. And it, it, it's so, I don't know, hard to recognize that like we as human beings all struggle. And a lot of times we're struggling at the same time. And Mm -hmm. in that like depth of depression, the best thing in my opinion, is to reach out and to ask for help and to find that comfort within others or to like say, hey, I do need help. Because mm-hmm. like, had I said, hey, I need help, or if you had said, hey, I need help, maybe there would have been like a better or a different outcome. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel the same way that I don't think I would change anything. I mean, I would, I could find things I could, I could, sure. I could do that. I mean, I like where where I have right now. I like the relationships that I've built. I like the way that I think because I had, you know, not a perfect background. Like, I understand. So I also like that, like, empathetic view of maybe other people's experiences as well. Yeah, for sure. And Adrian is no good student either. So she not, knows. Neither, neither one of us or you, anybody any in of the us. podcast right now <laughs> was an ideal I look, I, candidate. I I have I am among some of the viewership or <laughs> listenership, so yeah, I heard a little bit about that. Um, I wouldn't have taken Cal three three times, you know. <laughs> uh, maybe this time's better. Maybe this time I'll get it. Maybe I'll learn something from now. No, nothing. Just can't just get it sticked in there. 
you know, it's funny you were, it's funny you were saying taking that three times. The I this is one of the things that I when you go through this whole process of you're here now, mm-hmm. thinking back about where you've come from, and, and especially looking back with through different lenses. One of the biggest things that I remember that should have clued someone in that I had something like ADHD was in high school, I failed algebra like twice, like straight up had an F in it twice, just plain algebra, and then took it for summer school where it's hyper-focusing on just algebra really quick and had a straight A's like through the whole thing and nailed it and understood everything. It was great because it, it was like so freaking slow on going through it through the year because they're just like, you know, these different variables and you're like, okay, and then you have to do the same thing 20,000 times and I already got it from the first one. And then I didn't want to do the homework because that was boring as hell to me. And so, but then I'm in summer school and I can just do that and do it all the time. And I finish my homework before I get done with the school and that sort of thing. And that was great. But yeah, I did the same <laughs> thing. Like I had, I failed algebra. I remember freshman year or whatever year I had to do it. I don't remember. Yeah. I freshman year. And I was, yeah, that makes sense. Oh man. I forgot, completely <laughs> forgot about that too. <laughs> Have you heard our ad? Yeah. Uh, what's called? Uh, Alex? no okay never mind then (laughs) (laughs) no i haven't i've been reserving my listens to me pumping myself up to write the transcripts because i don't know how many times i can hear my own voice without wanting to uh jump out of a window heard Uh, okay just make sure you uh write these transcripts in your basement or first floor (laughs) This is, I mean, I think it's just really interesting that y'all kind of got into it in the past, like, couple years, and I've kind of had it since my, uh, let's say, like, I was six or seven. I'm like, my nerd-ass dad kind of did it, because he played Dungeons & Dragons in college at Tech. Um, they didn't get very far. Apparently, he just kind of... I don't know if they were drinking or smoking, but they just did that while playing D&D, and then they just ran in the tunnels underneath tech. That's what they told I me. I always wanted to find those. That was my, my life dream. <laughs> it was even supposed like I, I vaguely remember there's a fraternity that I joined that I won't name because what I'm going to talk about is the things that likely would be considered hazing, but, you know, it wasn't really because it wasn't. I guess maybe it was, but no one cared. I don't know. Yep. Anyway, on, we did on a whole. From this, I still yeah. have your kazoo. Like I have a kazoo that you guys did for the fundraiser. I still have it. I find it every once in a while, and I <laughs> I have kept it for whatever reason. Cool. I don't have a kazoo. I have I have I have my board. I think like a swag kazoo. Gotcha. Yeah. Has the has their, the letters. Their logo has their letters. It's on there. Gotcha. Kazoo. Interesting, interesting. You know, those things that people use for fundraising so they can buy more of the things to use for fundraising. <laughs> yep. One of those. Gotcha. Um, candy bars for candy bars. Got it. Yeah. Uh, so I just remember one of the things in the, the process of getting it, there's like a scavenger hunt. And the whole idea is you're learning about 
the the school and where you are and all these things and one of them was we were supposed to meet someone by the entrance to the tunnels and i remember i remember that we went there and having a conversation about what that was but i could never remember exactly where it is what it looked like or how to get there again because it was at like two in the morning and i was a freshman and everything was new and crazy but i ever i i don't know i always like going in tunnels for whatever reason well, my, and i always wanted to do that but i never got to <laughs> my dad got ran out a couple times apparently uh, and they lost one of their friends. Like he's done. He's got caught. Run. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he was a lot more of a hooligan than I was. Then he just became an old man. But now he just he's a teacher. I believe that's what happens to most people. You get old and become teachers. What? No, but <laughs> you start out, like if if all the old people talked and could remember and talked about what they did when they were younger, it would be this. It's like, how did you get here? How did you become this old person? How does that work? And that just is how it works. It's just, you just get older and you did stuff that if you tell the story right, it sounds really exciting and crazy. <laughs> but, you know, it's just what everybody does, more or less. Yeah. Although I know a few people who definitely didn't do that. They I... work in the library. <laughs> yep. yep. No, I just think it's because now I'm... It took me a while to get out of college. So, I mean, I was there for a while, and I just kept playing D&D. I mean, that's when I first kind of came back, and now I've, I'm doing this on the side. It's ridiculous. Great. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> I'm having my existential crisis right now. No, I'm fine. Do we need to just... Do we do we need to, like, actually roll for initiative? Or? Ooh. Um, I don't know my stats, actually. I didn't bring my character sheet. Yeah, make them up. That's what most people do. Mental things though, like mental attacks. I mean, technically, I they would... usually have a psychic image. Yeah, the psychic. I damage. guess, but yeah, but what what would our enemy be? The man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've I, I, well, on my road trip back here. I was thinking about how do I like? There's stats for physical things. Like you know, you could definitely measure your own stats with you know dexterity and constitution and strength and all that stuff. But how would you do that for like intelligence and wisdoms? Because like. There's not really a set bar for that because, like, everyone has their own specialty kind of thing. And charisma, like, you know, beauty is, like, in like in the eye of the beholder and all that. But, like, how do oh. we statify those things? Well, but you, the, the ugliest of monsters can have the same charisma as a beautiful thing, you know, because it's, like, it's how, it's a force of, of personality. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know? True, true. But what do you, what do you... What do you mean? Roll for the roll for those like. So like for strength, there's like you have or... a you have a carry load. Like okay, mm -hmm. so I could figure out my strength stat if I you know I'm able to drag or carry this amount of weight, and I can figure that out. For dex for constitution, I think I don't know, just eating a lot of hot sauce. I'm not sure. I have to figure this one out. Uh, there there was holding there's your some breath. Or... Yeah, exactly. There was some stat that or, I was like, trying to like pain tolerance. <laughs> yeah. I, and then for decks, I forgot what it was. I had it in my mind, but it's it was like the beginning of this week, so it's basically last year. Oh, you mean like real world tests for what those skills are? Yes, exactly. Hmm. I think to roll for this, it would be just like you character create, right? You ask, you know, maybe four people that you know, and then you drop the lowest score 
Ooh. And like that's that's how you do it. But it have to be all people who know you that understand that kind of like it has to be people who like you. <laughs> One through yeah. eighteen. How pretty am I? Uh, six. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Next person. Yeah. So like yep. we could have them all rate yeah, rate from one to twenty. <laughs> take take the the highest. How do you, how do you get a twenty? What who who is a twenty in this world? Or probably the best way, because what's the actual, what's the actual yeah. range? It's like it's like seven to to fifteen is the standard array. Yeah, for five uh, yeah. e okay. for starting characters, that's your max can go to fifteen, and your lowest yeah, you so, start at seven. So you could start with that and just be like, all right, so from seven to fifteen, <laughs> <laughs> how smart am I? <laughs> just. Like, uh, can't go lower than seven? I don't understand. Is seven one? Okay, here. Or it's, okay, you back, we go back to the three friends. You go one through six, and then you rate me, and then you take the, or the four friends, you take the highest of the three. Oh, okay, I get what you're saying. Like, one through six. Hmm. Like, a, like they are the roles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get you, I think. Hold up. My, my, my ticker's stinking. You take the top three, and that's your stat. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Like the D6s. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. Yeah. So each and if person anybody... will give you your dice roll. But then, I guess if you actually do 1 through 20, if someone says 1, you get to re-roll it and ask somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Sorry, that was yeah, a weird always... tension. No, you're, you're good. <laughs> That's the fun part. That's the thing I like about world building and, and homebrewing a campaign is like when I go on tangents, I get to create cool shit somebody runs into later. It may not be relevant right now, but if I think of it, then it, and then it seems like I had this like grand scheme thing, but really I just got distracted. <laughs> That's fair. I really want to run a campaign now with my own stats, like me as a as a character. That'd be fun. I should do a special podcast. It's a, a one off. Ooh. We have to fight our own demons. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, they're metaphorical. They're metaphorical, Wait. but are they? <laughs> that's how that's how we make our money is we pull this into some sort of psychology mm. therapy resource and then that's how we go from from place to place and we play D D but with people's actual like demons. Yeah, but what happens if they have a TPK? <laughs> Then we address that with a real therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get there eventually. <laughs> yeah, I only got. I need to get a couple more years under my belt, and then I'll be be real certified, bona fide therapist. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> I think so. A therapist from Texas. Yeah, I, dude. Exactly. There you go. There you go. Uh it's funny you guys you, that just came up because i was thinking about this earlier before we were actually starting this mm -hmm. yeah that that's actually one of the things that the the homebrew that i'm running has been very helpful for me going through various things because i basically have the the party fight my demons that i've turned into sort of this metaphorical stuff so, you know, like they're a tree that's a tree that's like busted up, but that's actually like 
has to do with time management or something stupid. You know, I, like that's not, I don't know how that actually connects, but that, but that's kind of how I've envisioned it. And I found it actually helped me do a lot of role play a lot easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I get the feeling that I want to make them feel. And so now we're going to do this and they say the right things. And they're like, dude, that was, I really want to kill this guy. He's like, yeah, I know. Now you understand. Do it, please. <laughs> um, but I think that would even be interesting. And then like, okay, so doing some reverse psychology on yourself, I guess creating a homebrew of the things that you're struggling with and maybe the situations that you're struggling with or something like that mm-hmm. and seeing how your characters interact with that entity and then even having that translate to your own way of dealing with things or or understanding the problem or different ways to problem solve whatever is going on Mm -hmm. the episode of the it crowd where he's just broke up with a girl and he his co-worker puts the girl into the game so he can finally have a goodbye and just kind of Mm -hmm. officially just break it off and he starts just like crying but it's cathartic and that was like i'm like can we do that in the game like i can see people's like ideas and wishes in game because like i i remember one of my friends like i wish for like you know it was just one of his first characters like i want him to find you know become immortal and i'm like part of me was like yeah that's cool but another part's like is he worried about death in real life and he's just kind of persona Mm -hmm. like pushing that ideology onto his character like Mm -hmm. i don't know how could i help like by giving him that would i help him that didn't, that game only lasted like three sessions, so I didn't have to think about it too much. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I've always thought about that as well. Uh, go ahead, John. I was just thinking, like related to what Alex was saying. Yeah, I've seen these things. I haven't read them and looked at them, but I've been interested. Just don't have the time to get into it. The the like solo campaigns, like where you play with, like just by yourself. There's like a bunch of those things available out on like DMs Guild and stuff like that. And I wonder if that's like a way that you could actually do that where you like it's like a way of analyzing your own shit. But I don't know how those work. I I feel like that would be if that isn't how they work, I feel like you could do something like that. But yeah, I just it, that's interesting. I've just started my mind is now going down that path thinking about that. That rabbit hole. Yeah. I've heard, okay, the the lowest amount of people I've seen is, like, one DM, one player, and uh, Skyler, he's done that with one person before, and mm-hmm. I think I should bring him on to figure that out, but also, what you just said about the just solo mission, like, that sounds so, like, I mean, that's essentially a video game, but, like, it has to be so much, you know, more, it touches you a little bit more, because it's not like any everybody else's idea is kind of, like, like, oh, this is what this guy looks like. Oh, I thought he looked like this. Because, like, everyone's mind are thinking about this single entity, but into different, like, dimensions. Mm-hmm. And you're just thinking of it. And that's that's what it is. And that's its whole form and nothing else. Like, I think that's interesting. Plus, you don't have to waste all the time trying to think of how to describe it properly. Exactly. Because you just see it in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's the fun part, though. I like to... I mean, but... Now that, see, now I've got my wheels spinning like that, I think would be a really neat way to incorporate therapy into 
like D and D sessions or having the ability to remove yourself just enough to maybe see how you do think about a situation, but it it's low cost, right? I'm not worried really about things failing in the game because it's just a game. But for mm-hmm. me to try to deal with a situation in real life, I have that worry that something could go wrong and then it would forever damage whatever relationship or whatever I was trying to do or repair, but giving it a safe space to to play out. That'd be really interesting if like finding a way to connect the two. I guess the way I'm thinking is you would have to have a therapist who would be willing to like sit down and listen to you and then also have that like DM side of them where they could like create that homebrew and that's your prescription. Right. That's it. Well, one thing that I, until this conversation, I hadn't thought about, but I've realized in this moment is that something that has helped me in the last couple of years, you know, I had a lot of anxiety about like thinking about what the right plan is and playing D and D because I mean, I wrote four pages for my backstory for the first character I ever did. I've I like I've gotten into what I'm doing fairly well and I I can't say that I don't care like I, like you care it doesn't really affect the world but I still in the moment while I'm playing I was like I really hope that this idea I have doesn't fail and inevitably that's when you roll like shit dice yeah. um but then there's also these amazing moments where you you crit on something that you really, really needed, but felt like it wasn't going to happen. And then it happens and it's amazing. It's great. And that's kind of like real life, honestly, uh, that you're going to have shit rolls and you're going to have crit rolls and it's going to be, you know, in playing this game, getting invested in the character and learning how to keep going, regardless of how that turns out, there's something about like doing it in that setting of playing the game has helped me not feel as anxious in my real life roles and shit. If that makes sense. Yeah. But before I would just like hyper focus on what I'm doing and so that it gets right. So I get it right. Like I never thought I was a perfectionist, but I was because it's just, I was a perfectionist about the one thing I was thinking about. And I wanted that to be great. If I was writing music, I wanted to just be able to sit down and, and pay attention to what I'm composing, get it just the way I want it and make it sound right and make it sound cool and do the cool things, blah, blah, blah. But then, you know, my room would be a mess and dishes be everywhere and that sort of thing. But it's allowed me to let go of some of these things a little more because sometimes you get good roles, sometimes you get bad roles, and sometimes they go the way you want. Sometimes it's, it's you, you compromise and it's in the middle. Uh, and you figure out how to make it work. And something about having it separated made me realize that more than I had before. And so I think there's definitely some merit to 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 this is in, in helping with, with those kinds of issues and in helping with coping with your demons and things like that. And because even even once you know what your demons are, it, you're you're gonna have good encounters and bad encounters along the way and uh you know you're not just gonna defeat it forever because they're they're just sort of there and it and it takes work to be okay with okay some days are going to be bad and we'll figure it out and that's that's been probably been the biggest thing that it's helped me with 
is really the biggest hook to keep me playing because I'm like, I want to figure out some more shit. <laughs> That's fucking beautiful. I don't even want to talk anymore because that was so beautiful. <laughs> well, I do have to put the kids down to bed here in a minute, but yes, yes, yes. thank you. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, no, I was just so enthralled. Uh, I forgot I was, you know, this, this is a podcast and not just this guy at a TED talk. <laughs> I'm like, wow, wow! Like and subscribe. Oh, it's my channel again. <laughs> we keep having bangers after bangers of cast. I gotta say, absolutely. We have some good friends in our lives, and maybe even though we're in a pandemic, I think at least for me, this is what I'm starting to learn is that I do have some really awesome people in my life, and it is okay to reach out and be like, hey, I don't really know what we're going to talk about, but we're going to talk about some stuff and it's going to be great. And like, I do have that perfectionism side too, that like, it has to be perfect. And that gremlin is a, is awful, is not He's a son good. Of yeah. Like everything has to be done before I can do this one thing. Or, you know, if this one thing isn't done correctly, then everything else goes to hell. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right that D&D does teach us those things that like it doesn't have to be perfect and you can adapt and you can still solve a problem with different ways even after you failed maybe once or twice or maybe killed off a party member or something like that. It can still be done, just not as yep. the way you planned it. Yeah. And to further extend the metaphor, if you have really good friends around you, maybe they're clerics and they can cast a bless spell on you. And, and everything's and you get advantage and they assist and they do all these things to help you get better roles if you keep all those people around you and then if you have some other people around you know they can cause disadvantage and they can make things more difficult and you know and it's all these different things and it, it just plays out but yeah i have to say that uh i wasn't expecting to get as philosophical as this when you know, I speak at all. um we didn't either but, okay you know <laughs> Uh, it's it's been fun. I really appreciate you guys having me on and, and doing this. I'd be happy to do it again if you want. I'm just you know this is my escape from my day to day. So yeah, this is absolutely amazing. Hopefully somebody listens to this and that this wasn't we're not just once again screaming into the abyss. I'm telling I, I today I I I'm streaming it onto. I didn't get to the D and D uh, Twitch yet. I haven't configured that yet but some people were like this is the stuff that needs to be affiliated so oh. i know i know i'm like no. you're too kind he's like no it's really good um, one day <laughs> one day but one yeah day. it takes time exactly it's a it, i mean we're working on it we're keep making it better every day and that's the part you know that's what excites me i'm gonna stay home dad right now, John? Um, that's hard to say because most of what I've listened to is the Lion King soundtrack and Moana and, uh, I haven't gotten to just sit and listen to my music so much. You know, I don't know. Closest thing I've gotten is, 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 is probably not a new song by any means anymore. Uh, uh, Thunder. I don't even remember who it was by. But it's a song that my kids like because it says the same thing over and over again and just gets caught in my head. That or what, what does the fox say? That's, <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> now that everybody has that, they listened to the very end. They were like, yeah, we're here for it. And now we're going to with what does yeah. the fox say? And you're going to have that stuck in your head. Yeah. You're welcome. 
<laughs> uh, Snarky Puppy has a new album out that I'm really excited to listen to. Uh, but that's another thing. We that's actually a legitimate chance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so I gotta cute. go. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you guys. I appreciate it. No problem. You have a wonderful day. You too. See. And to all our listeners, thank you so much for listening. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Pod. You can email us at dndreespod at gmail.com. We have a website now, so feel free to follow us there. If you just give it a Google search, Dungeons and Degrees, you should pull up our website. Have any questions, feel free to slide into those DMs. Um, follow and subscribe to this podcast wherever podcasts are found. Help us grow our listenership by recommending us to a friend and giving us five and only five stars <laughs> on any rating platform. You should always only vote for five stars because otherwise a cobalt will eat your children. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Oh, also, I finished up the Instagram. So we got an Instagram. So anywhere where DMs. Yeah. Anywhere where anywhere DMs can DMs be found. Slide in, okay? We are ready. They're really dry. Come help us out. <laughs> Come help us out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that's where we'll end. Thank you so much. My name's Adrian. And I'm Alex. Go have some fun.